0: Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I'm testing out the new mic. It's pretty warm. But then again, everything on my podcast is pretty warm. And so let's get to business. Documentary December. I told you, it's going to be fun. So we're doing tonight, The Punk Singer. Well, tomorrow. The Punk Singer, the story of Kathleen Hanna. And her band, Bikini Kill. Bikini Kill is famous for that song, Rebel Girl. It helps to start the Riot Girl movement of the 1990s. These amazing um, indie alternative bands who just. You know, they made made their voices heard. Now, some of you may only know of Kathleen Hanna because she got into a brawl, wasn't really a brawl, with Courtney Love and how Courtney Love smacked her in the face. Um, But we're not going to talk about that because, you know, that in itself, why would you try to pin other women against each other? And, you know, in fact, Kathleen Hanna was a friend of Kurt Cobain's. And we're going to dive more into that. But first, let's get into it. Alright, release in 2013, directed by Cindy Anderson, Kathleen Hanna, lead singer of the punk band Bikini Kill, and dance punk trio La Tigre. Rose to the national attention as a reluctant but never shy voice of the Riot Girl movement. She became one of the most famously outspoken feminist icons, a cultural lightning rod. Her critics wished she would just shut up, and her fans hoped she wouldn't she never would. In two thousand and five, when Hannah stopped shouting, many wondered why. Through 20 years of archival footage and intimate interviews with Hannah, the punk singer takes viewers on a fascinating tour of contemporary music and offers a never-before-seen view into the life of this fearless leader. She truly is a fearless leader. Very, There's a lot to Kathleen Hannah. She is seen often as this, as this um, Elizabeth Elizabeth Taylor of punk of alternative music you know because she is she is really pretty but then again she's got you know and that's the thing people think oh pretty girls can't do this and you know she proves everyone wrong her intelligence her charisma her determination here's a little taste of the punk singer That's a taste of the punk singer There's a lot going on In the band Bikini Kill So In the 1990s You know The whole ethos of music was changing A lot of it was the grunge movement You know Which would be furthered with Nirvana In fact Kathleen Hanna Has a connection as I said earlier Not just to Kurt Cobain But the song Smells like teen spirit itself. And we're going to dive into that in a bit. So. All right. Here we go. Mm. Kathleen Hanna is just one of those personalities. Very unforgettable. The, the title of the movie. The punk singer. I mean, come on. Come on. And she makes friends with another punk singer. Like this.
1: Charismatic person. I kind of started hanging out with him because I had a boyfriend who became a crackhead, and then he started like stalking me. And um, I was known as a feminist, and I felt like I couldn't ask for help from people because I thought that they'd think she's making too big of a deal out of it because she's a feminist. And um, the only person who believed me was my friend Kurt. I was his friend for life at that moment. I mean, he stuck up for me. He was like the only person. Stuck up for me. I wrote, Kurt smells like Teen Spirit on the wall of his apartment after we spray painted on the side of a fake abortion clinic. Kurt spray painted, God is gay. We were so wasted, so wasted, super fucking wasted. And the next day, I swore off alcohol and I didn't drink for six years.
0: And so that is Kathleen Hanna's connection to Kurt Cobain. So what happened was, and she's talked about this in many, many, she even did a stage performance where she's telling, she sang Smells Like Teen Spirit. And she says, you know, Kurt calls her and says, Hey, you know, I really like that thing that you wrote on my wall. In fact, I think it's better if she tells it. You know, um, This is an interesting documentary. I I'm I didn't really know much about Kathleen Hanna after this or before this, and it was very it was very informative. So Here we I go. To about in the 90s.
1: What life was like back in the 90s. It's take you through it. The to walk around because Rollins walks around, right? Yeah. Anyways, in August of 1990, I found myself laying on my stomach in the woods with a pair of binoculars, Bala Canadian Club, and my friend Kurt Cobain. The reason why I had the binoculars was because I was on the lookout while he ran across the street to a teen pregnancy center that had just opened in our town. And it really wasn't a teen pregnancy center it was a right-wing con where they got teenage girls to go in there and then told them they were going to go to hell if they had abortions since kurt and i were angry young feminists in the 90s we decided that we were going to do a little public service that night we drank our canadian club and he watched out while i went across the street and wrote, fake abortion clinic, everyone. Because I was kind of like the pra- pragmatic one or whatever. And he was more creative, so he went over, and in six foot tall, red letters, he wrote, God is gay. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of cool like that. So shot the Canadian club, and we lived in Olympia, Washington, we walked down the hill, we went to the bar, we got some more Canadian club, then we went to my apartment, we got some 40-ouncers, we got a little more drunk, and apparently I insulted just about everybody in my whole entire town, and I threw up on someone's legs, and it was one of those nights that, like, later on, every time anybody mentions it, you don't want to think about it, so ended up a cursed apartment, and up a bunch of shit, and I took out a Sharpie marker, and I I wrote a bunch of shit all over his bedroom wall, and it was a rental, so it was, like, really kind of lame that I did that, Um, and then I passed out with the marker in my hand, and I woke up, and I had one of those hangovers where you think that if you walk in the next room, there could be a dead body in there, so I wasn't that when six months later Kirk called me up and said hey do you remember that night I was like Ew. cause even though I fell asleep with my clothes on every time in my head when I thought about that night this is what I saw Not think about anymore. I'm I'm totally cool. So you can use whatever you want. And then I hung up, and I was like, "How the fuck is he gonna use Kurt smells like Teen Spirit as a mirror?"
0: And so I thought I'd use that because there's much more. And it's a different contrast within the documentary. So Kathleen Hanna forms this band, Bikini Kill. And Bikini Kill, I mean, this was truly the do-it-yourself age of the 90s. And, that, and that's the beauty of the music. You know, this music, it lasts forever, but you think of all these characters like Kathleen Hanna.
1: discovered Kathy Acker, the American writer, and I went to this workshop that she did, and she told me, why do you want to write? And I said, because nobody has ever listened to me my whole life, and I have all this stuff that I want to say. And she said, then why are you doing spoken word? You should be in a band, because nobody goes to spoken word, but people go to see bands. So I went home and I started a band.
0: Yeah, she started Bikini Kill. And so we can't have the music playing in the show. It's it's really, you know, that's the, that's the downside of doing this is that um, like like when I did Janice last night, you know, you can't put the songs on the show um, because they're copyrighted. you know um, <laughs> I, I'm listening to it right now. I mean, Uh, If you listen to the lyrics to Rebel Girl, you know But even in that I don't think we can do An interpretation of it So, I've talked about how These documentaries, you get to Discover people that you wouldn't necessarily Be aware of Now, I was briefly aware of Kathleen Hanna And it was through, I think VH1 Had did the Seven Ages of Rock And they had gotten to the grunge part And Dave Grohl Grohl talked about how they all went and got fucked up and, you know, Kathleen Hanna wrote Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I thought, who's Kathleen Hanna? So when the punk singer documentary came out, I thought, oh, okay. And, you know, I jumped on it. Um, She's got some interesting energy. I mean, and you're going to learn here that She's a feminist, and they have this this van that they have to drive through the tour so she gets a job as a stripper so in order to you know pay make sure the band is going and the fanzines and the and the van itself Kathleen's got to go out there and strip okay and she talks about that how some people would see that as a form of um you know, uh, hypocrisy is this. You know, feminist woman saying, you know, I'm going to stand on my own too. I'm going to put this. This is an all-girl band, but at the same time, I got to make money. In order to do that, I got to strip. And but she uses it to her advantage, though. I think you know, some of you would say, oh, well, you know, I. I think it's unfortunate that. People look down upon people who do strip. I've, I've known exotic dancers. Um, one of my good friends um, is a former dancer from the 90s, even met Tupac and Jack Nicholson. And, you know, that's what you got to do. And so I think the judgment. And so, you know, there's no judgment here on my part towards Kathleen Hanna. You got to do what you got to do. ...with a popular band, La Tigre. Kathleen also co-founded the feminist movement called Riot Girl.
1: She's been described as an unstoppable force. As part of our series titled Musicians and Artists Who Make a Difference, Kathleen talks about her beginnings and why, in 2005, she stopped performing. These are my origin stories. I have a few I can flip through because things never really begin at the beginning.
0: Uh, can't do that because that is the La Tigra song. So, um, she's talking about the beginnings. Her mom was a nurse. They grew up. And I'm hoping the song stops playing, you know. Okay. Here we go. And everybody, you
1: know, was okay we were in the car going back to our house, and my dad goes, "We should all go out and get ice cream." And I was all happy because I made my dad proud. And then he goes, "Because anybody who can make such a fool of themselves in front of so many people deserves an ice cream." And I totally like sat in the back of the car and cried.
0: Yep. Um, you know she talks a lot about. Just growing up, going to school, and um, recognizing that she was a feminist early on. And, um, you know, this whole dive into a band, you know when she talks about forming the band you know this person didn't know how to play bass but they did it anyway that's always that's always the story right there you know um and especially when it comes to punk and when it comes to you know indie music and you you learn it as you go you know and um you're i mean you think of the band like the the pixies, you know. You learn you learn as you go, okay? You have these these four misfits together. It truly is the island of misfit toys. And she's talking about moving to the Pacific Nor- Northwest to go to college, Evergreen State College, and she's talking about studying photography and Here we go
1: first impressions were she reminded me of a young Elizabeth Taylor. Tammy Ray was just the punkest thing I'd ever seen and had all these ideas and they taught me about Sonic Youth and Pixies stuff I didn't know about. We were all trying to make feminist work that was kind of inspired by Jenny Holzer and Barbara Kruger and, you know, we were taking these photo classes and, and when we would bring in our work, we were treated like we were crazy. I made work about sexism. I took Pictures from books I found in the library. So I did this thing that juxtaposed the images of the women and then this picture of the little girl in this like portrait. And it said, pretend you like it on her. And then it said, believe you like it on the housewives.
0: Yeah see how the music kind of mixes in so we have to be careful because I could just go free form and we could talk about the punk singer we could talk about her run-ins I mean she she's, Madame, she's married to Adam Horowitz of the Beastie Boys so that's an interesting duo right there and um, here's some more
1: a really very clear memory i have of kathleen showing me a copy of a copy of an article from time magazine is feminism dead we both got really emotional like it couldn't be dead because we were living it we were doing it and thinking it and feeling it you know how could it be dead on a project fashion show where i made all the clothes for a fashion show and i silk screened all these on fabrics and stuff, using photography. And I was working late at night in the lab, and while I was at work, my best friend, she was assaulted in our house. She went in her room and fell asleep, and she woke up, and he was standing in her doorway. He grabbed her by the neck, and he started dragging her up the stairs. And he was saying shit like, I'm gonna rape you, then I'm gonna kill you. And then she was actually a music major, and it was the first time she was writing her own symphony. And um, she told me that when she was on the stairs, she thought, I'm going to finish my fucking symphony. And she just flipped out and just like punched him and got loose and got away. And I came home and she was like all beat up. I was like, I I have to make sure this never happens again.
0: And so I think we'll stop there for a moment um, to just dive into it. So Kathleen Hanna starts Bikini Kill. And Bikini Kill is an interesting band. It's an American punk band formed in Olympia, Washington, October 1990, so 30 years ago. Um, Consists of singer and songwriter Kathleen Hanna, guitarist Billy Karen, bassist Kathy Wilcox, and drummer Toby Val. The, uh, the band pioneered the Riot Grrrl movement with radical feminist lyrics and fiery performances. Their music is categori- categoristically abrasive and hardcore influence. After two full-length albums, several EPs, and two compilations, they disbanded in 1991. The band reunited for tours in 2019 and 2020. Oh my. Oh my. So... This is right around the time that grunge is coming to the forefront. And Kathleen, you know, um, hangs out with, as it it stated earlier, Kurt Cobain. A good friend of hers. You know, and the rest is history. She coined the phrase, smells like teen spirit. But originally she was saying, Kurt smells like teen spirit. And, oh my. You know... There's a lot within this documentary And you learn something I mean like I said I learned something about Kathleen Hannah That I didn't know And um If I can find it You know When you watch these documentaries You know I mean like I'm about to watch one on Frank Zappa I don't know a lot about Frank Zappa um I know that he was an interesting musician. He had a lot of uh I mean Frank Zappa <laughs> took things to the hilt, you know, an individual Sagittarius and these artists that just do it for the sake of doing it, you know. They're not doing it to make all the dough, you know. And that and that can also be said about kathleen Hanna and the band bikini kill you know if you think of bikini kill i mean they they weren't in it to sell records they were in it to start a movement and that's what this is about that's why it's called the punk singer you think of all the power and all the influence that kathleen Hanna had and all these different bands that are being you know um inspired by kathleen hannah and then the fact that they asked Joan Jett to produce their album. So you're going to go and ask this icon, this this strong female character like Joan Jett of the Runaways, of her solo career. I mean, you know, Joan Jett, a lot of people forget that she started Blackheart Records. She and her business partner basically funded the albums themselves, started their own record label, Blackheart Records. And she talks about this when she was later inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, you know, with the punk singer, you get a taste of of a character. I mean, there's no one else like Kathleen Hanna. You get to see how she meets Adam Horowitz. I mean... The fact that this feminist icon marries this hip-hop, you know, bad boy. Well, I wouldn't really call Adam Horowitz a bad boy. But if you look at Beastie Boys, and you look at early on, they were kind of ridiculed, you know... um, licensed to ill basically they coined it and said three jerks make a record and and they weren't really jerks but it was a party record and that's how people saw it and it wasn't till paul's boutique that they were like oh that's the beastie boys but she married a beastie boy and what the documentary also highlights is in 2005 she stopped performing because she had Lyme disease. She didn't know what was wrong with her. She didn't know her energy was depleting. And the documentary really highlights this and highlights this and highlights um, how she was continuing to make music. You know, she basically La Tigra they made the album in the bedroom. It was an indie release. And how she just continued to work on music, you know. So, of this icon, you know, we're not even going to talk about her and Courtney Love. I think that's that's besides the point because I think media wants to pin women against each other. You know, I mean. In a way, they they have something in common. They both loved Kurt Cobain. Courtney married Kurt Cobain, and Kathleen loved Kurt as a very true feminist friend. He was a male feminist, you know. And so, with the punk singer, I'm not, I'm you know, and I'm not really really gonna ruin it. I want you to watch it. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to be immersed in this character, this icon, Kathleen Hanna. I mean, you know. It's the punk singer for a reason The film's title is taken from the Julie Rune song The Punk Singer From Kathleen Hanna's 1998 solo debut Oh like oh, yeah, because Julie Rune she made it in her bedroom huh. It uses a combination of interviews and archival footage Including live band performances The film traces the life and career of Hanna From troubled upbringing to and her start in spoken word performance poetry through her Riot Girl fanzines, her prominent punk and p- dance punk bands, her coining of the phrase Smells Like Teen Spirit for Kurt Cobain, her solo career as Julie Rune, her feminist acti- activism, her marriage to Beastie Boy Adam Horowitz, and ending with Hannah's 2010 diagnosis of late stage Lyme disease and the severe treatments she endured to combat, combat it. This is such an amazing documentary. Ah. The film was the first public announcement Of Hannah's battle with Lyme disease Since 2005, Hannah had been struggling With symptoms of the disease Without knowing the cause This resulted in her telling Like bandmates that she was finished As a singer-songwriter That she had written all she ever intended to write In the film, Hannah says that This explanation was not true That instead she was suffering nervous system troubles And that she did not want to admit She was unable to perform on stage The film was also the first public revelation Of certain details of Hannah's childhood And her marriage Appearing in the punk singer Adam Horowitz Husband to Kathleen Hannah Tamara Davis Introduce Hannah and Horowitz Billy Karen Lead guitarist of Bikini Kill Kathy Wilcox Zine writer Band member of Bikini Kill And Julie Ruin Joanna Fateman Zine writer Band member of La Tigra Sadie Banning Video Videographer, band member of Tigra, J.D. Sw- Sampson, visual artist, band member of Tigra, Lynn Breedlove, punk musician, LGBT activist, and writer, Jennifer Baumgänder, feminist writer, Kim Gordon, bassist for Sonic Youth, punk music producer, Carrie Brownstein, guitarist, vocalist, and Slater 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 Kenny. I always get that one tr- uh, tough. Gene uh, Smith, Riot Girl zine editor, punk musician, and Powers music writer. Joan Jett, rocker and music producer. Allison Wolf, zine writer, punk musician. And Tavi Gevinson, founder of Xyle Rookie Blog and Rookie Mag. Leo Galland, MD, Lyme disease expert. Hannah determined that the number of men interviewed should be minimal. I like that. She told Anderson not to feature Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth, Ian McKay of Fugazi, Calvin Johnson of Beat Happening. Even though she liked them and respected their opinions, she said, I want women to be, in the, to be the experts. I don't want these male experts to come in to make it legitimate. Hannah wanted Toby Valley, zine writer and band member of Bikini Kill, to be interviewed in the film, but Val chose to keep her privacy. In the film, Val appears in archival footage to talk about Hannah and the punk scene. And so this, I present to you, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast audience, for December, documentary December, is The Punk Singer, released in 2013, directed by, let's make sure we get it right, directed by, where is it? Okay. Sometimes you have to have Siri do it. Sini Anderson, director of The Punk Singer. Check it out. Watch it. Learn something that you didn't know about Kathleen Hanna. If you're already aware of Kathleen Hanna of Bikini Kill, of her relationship as a friend to Kurt Cobain, um, Adam Horowitz of the Beastie Boys, I think that complements them, is that they're both these you know interesting musicians and mindsets. But if you don't know, like I did about Kathleen Hanna... Check it out. As always, Unpleasant Dreams.